0: Welcome into the Talking Tide podcast at podbean.com, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn. I'm Chase Goodbread of NFL.com and Crimson Cover Television, joined as always by Travis Meyer of BamaOnline.com and, of course, the radio host of Southern Fried Sports at 100.9 FM in Tuscaloosa. The Talking Tide Twitter feed, of course, available at Talkin' underscore Tide. And we want to thank our fine sponsors, Heat Pizza Bar. Southern Alehouse and North Carolina Dental Associates. More on them in a few moments, but uh, we rejoin uh, the, the podcast. Travis immediately following a resounding win by the Alabama basketball team over the Georgia Bulldogs. 115 to 82, the final score. It's Alabama's record for points in an SEC game and uh, quite a flurry of scoring here, Travis. A lot of a lot of directions we could go with this one. However, I'm going to start, Travis, by just stating for the record that I had absolutely nothing to do with the billboards that read <laughs> and rebounding equals Final Four. I had nothing to do with that. Uh,
1: no. <laughs> that had to be like a, uh, a cousin or something. A good uh, red cousin, <laughs> maybe twice removed or something like could, that from up in be. the Northeast. Could yeah. be. Could be, but, uh, you know, we can talk about rebounding, but when you go 18 of 30 from three, you don't have to worry about rebounding all that much. Or you go 25 of 30 from the free throw line, I mean, you can pick a stat. You can pick a player. I mean, obviously Herb Jones was great in the first half. Uh, Reese got him going with the early three. Herb, I thought, had a little more spring in his step than what we've seen in some previous games dealing with that Back injury, he had 17 in the first half. You know, Josh Primo didn't have a point in the first half. He has 19 in the second half. So, uh, it just kind of came from a bunch of different guys. I think he had five with 13 or more in the game. And uh, you know, Georgia picked the wrong day to go two of 19 from three, by the way. <laughs> if you're going to go two of 19 from three, it's not good if the other side goes 18 of 30 from three. That's going to be a problem.
0: Yeah, there's no doubt. Uh huge Scoring output for the Crimson Tide, and I think one di- one difference I noticed between this game and the last time we saw Alabama go over the century mark was, which, which was when they beat LSU with 105 points and uh, the, the the SEC record 23 three pointers. In that game, Nate Oates completely emptied the bench with about seven and a half minutes to go, or they might have had 120. Uh, in this game, you saw Quinterly, you saw Primo, you saw Keon Ellis all staying in the game for uh nearly all of it anyway. They didn't, they didn't totally empty the bench until probably about a minute, minute and a half to go. And and uh, you know, we saw we saw some big scoring late and Darius Miles kind of punctuated things, Travis, with uh uh a dunk at the end and then another attempted dunk with a few seconds left that that uh was kind of a head scratcher with You know, NATO's really probably just wanting the ball dribbled out.
1: Yeah, you know, you didn't have Jawan Gary, of course, coming off that
0: early injury against
1: South Carolina midweek. So you knew there were some guys uh, that were going to get a chance, guys like Darius Miles to play a few more minutes. Didn't play a ton of minutes, seven points though in five minutes. That'll work for Darius Miles. It was that sort of offensive output from just about everyone that saw the court. On Saturday afternoon at Coleman Coliseum, and if you're Tom Crean, the Georgia coach, you're thinking, you know what? We scored 44 points in the second half, and we still got rolled by 20 <laughs> in the final 20 minutes. Uh, 64 points in the second half. I, I don't know. That's got to be a record, I would think, of some kind for Alabama yeah. basketball. I have to check. what to check on that.
0: You would think so. Uh, just 64
1: a- in <laughs> 20 minutes.
0: Up and down. Uh, Jones yeah. finishes with 21. Primo, as you said, Travis, with 19. Shackelford with 18. John Petty finishes with 13. And, of course, Quinterly, uh, who seems to have really embraced that six-man role, uh, he mm-hmm. scores 16 points. Four out of four from three-point range from Quinterly.
1: Didn't miss a three. Didn't miss a uh, a free throw either.
0: And, you
1: know, defensively, I'm sure there's some things – Nate Oates has got to say something about the performance, right? So I I guess defensively, he'll have a few words for his team. You had a couple of the uh, Georgia guards combined for 40. Severe Wheeler, really fun dude to watch. And you kind of had a battle of left-handers out there, didn't you? With uh, Jaden Shackelford and Wheeler locking up. That was fun to watch as a fellow lefty, a fellow Southpaw club member. Proud one at that. Uh, And it's weird, though, isn't it? You know the scouting report for both teams specified Wheeler is left-handed. Get him off his left hand, very much left-hand dominant. Kind of the same thing for Shackelford, but both those guys uh, had some big games. Wheeler had 16 for Georgia. Uh, he was second in points. He fouled out. So uh, you know you can live with some of that stuff. But you know Alabama again, just offensively, when they get it going early like they did, that was probably. You know they didn't score 64 in the first half. They only they only scored 51 in the first half, Chase. But if I'm if I'm Nate Oates, I'm an Alabama fan. That was probably the most encouraging thing from this uh, in this win was that some of those slow starts
0: that have plagued this team of late that wasn't an issue on Saturday. Couple more charge takes from Herb Jones too. One thing you love about Herb Jones is that as his offensive game has evolved over the course of his career, his willingness to do the dirty work and the little things hasn't gone anywhere. He's still that same uh, gutty performer uh, who will do anything it takes for a possession even, a- as he was as a freshman. And now uh, you look at what he's done and, and a bunch of statistical categories. There's going to be a lot of love for him, Travis, I think, for SEC Player of the Year.
1: Yeah, I think he jumped back
0: right there at the top of that
1: list today because of the injuries limited minutes he would had some foul problems as well there for a couple of games that had sort of you know scaled him back statistically uh, he had a big three at South Carolina but that was pretty much the extent of his offensive contribution uh, at midweek so it was good to see him offensively get back into the swing of things with 21 points he too even three of four from three and you can see, I mean, this is a guy who's padded up. You know, he's 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 wearing protection because of that back. And uh, But you're right, it, it doesn't change his approach to the game at all. And, and, and again, I, I I thought it looked like he had a little more bounce on Saturday than he had in the last few games.
0: I'll be honest, at the end of last season, it, it, as good as Herb Jones even was at that time, I felt like Nate Oates ought to just go ahead and red-light him on the three-point shot. Uh, But he's come back this year, and he's only averaging two, roughly two three-point attempts per game. But he's hit half of them. Uh, So, percentage-wise, he's leading the squad in that category.
1: Well, and when they are successful early in the game from out there, boy, it opens up the dribble penetration because you have to close out on so many different guys. When they get the variety in the three-point shot like they got against Georgia You've got defenders running to close out on everybody on the floor. You've already got the, the floor spread, and you know then they're able to attack the rim, and they did a better job finishing today, 12 of 18 in the win uh, on layups. Not nearly as many probably contested as maybe some other teams. Uh, had three dunks at the rim. So just the offensive efficiency in general, whether you want to talk about at the rim whether you want to talk about the three-point line, free throws, uh, they checked all the boxes in the win.
0: And there you have it. Uh, the, the original BamaOnline.com instant analysis team with, <laughs> with a, an immediate recap of this Ooh, Alabama win. That's going back away. That original. The original, <laughs> exactly man. Right.
1: Yeah. That was born out of necessity. That was born out of panic, by the way. if We, we may have to get into the... The behind-the-scenes sort of story about the uh, the genesis of Instant Analysis. One day, that wasn't something Chase and I sat around in a in a uh, meeting and said, hey, "You know, let's come up with some content ideas." That was basically something that I pulled out of my us in about six minutes, and uh, <laughs> that's how that all started. But anyway, back to the and it stuck, and it stuck. Yeah, no still talking around. About it. Yeah. yeah, still around in some form or fashion, even through COVID. By God,
0: yeah. Even, even through COVID and, and uh, even t- t- seemed to spring up with some other outlets. So all the, all <laughs> of a sudden, the, don't be fooled
1: by imitators. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. They they say yeah. imitation is the greatest form of flattery. <laughs> but,
1: uh, yeah. Yeah. We did a few point. of those things on the interwebs back in the day, you know?
0: Talk a Tide podcast at podbean.com, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and tune in. You can get us on our web host at podbean.com. And uh, we enjoy talking about Alabama basketball, of course, on the other side. In our second segment, we're going to look ahead a little bit uh, at the rest of the Alabama schedule. A little bit of Alabama football news we'll jump into as well. But first, want to thank our sponsors. We're going to start that talking about North River Dental Associates and the great job that Dr. Jack Smalley does uh, over there at North River Dental. It's in Fairfax Park. Easily located right off of 82, you make that right turn onto Watermelon Road as you head toward Northport, and Fairfax Park is uh, right there on your right. Uh, they've got uh, an outstanding team of professional dental hygienists that can uh, take care of every kind of dental work there is Porcelain veneers, cosmetic dentistry, your kids' dentistry, they'll take care of that. Laser dentistry, they've got the teeth whitening services over there. You got any big event coming up, you want to shine those pearlies up, uh, go to North River Dental for those teeth whitening services. They'll do an outstanding job on that as well. Dental implants, endodontics, dentures, you name it, they do it all. You can make an appointment online at NorthRiverDentist.com. You can also give them a ring at 752 752- three five zero six to make an appointment on a routine cleaning especially if you get in there twice a year like you're supposed to they will have you in and out of there typically in under an hour so it's a super experience all the way around at north river dental associates
1: you know we're doing this podcast early evening on saturday the 13th so as you consume this you likely still have time to make that valentine's dinner Perfect, and you can do that at Southern Ale House, 1530 McFarland Boulevard North in the Indian Hill section of Tuscaloosa, Valentine's dinner at Southern Ale House. Here are some of your options for both, uh, well, Saturday night, tonight, of course, if you can do it, but also uh, throughout the weekend, but the Valentine's dinner options, you ready for these good bread? How about Tuscan shrimp tortellini? How about an 8-ounce filet with Parmesan cream sauce? Ooh. Or maybe, I know you like that filet. Good Bread yeah. likes a filet and a little number 7 in Coke. That's <laughs> yeah. what Good Bread likes. Seared red snapper over saffron rice with a, dill, with a dill cream sauce. Yeah, that sounds good too. And also, I uh, got some martini specials on this Valentine's Day weekend. Strawberry shortcake martini, a white chocolate peanut butter, Martini. And then for dessert, they've got a strawberry cake good bread that's going to come complete with that Peterbrook chocolate covered strawberry uh, mm-hmm. accompanying that strawberry cake. And also uh, you're going to get a glass of the Joseph Carr 2017 Cabernet. How about that? That sounds good. That's available to you. And of course, each and every day is a great day to get by Southern Alehouse, 1530 McFarland Boulevard north also want to tell you about i wasn't at coleman coliseum good bread on saturday afternoon instead our guy john lloyd esquire he hits me up sort of randomly he's going to be at heat pizza bar twist my arm right good bread (laughs) somebody said heat pizza bar for the game oh i don't know i'll have to think about it give me a break that was an easy call heat pizza bar downtown tuscaloosa at government plaza You know, when I walked into Heat Pizza Bar, Good Bread, they didn't have those big screens on Nickelodeon or HGTV. You know what I'm saying? Mm. They had those big screens on the bowel game, as my Uncle Creighton up in Walker County used to say it, on the bowel game. And so we we had some of that great pizza. Uh, We had a cold drink. And we watched the Alabama-Georgia game right there. Outstanding service every time. Great pizza every time. If you're looking for the Perfect combination of a pizza and thirst parlor all rolled into one. It's right here in Tuscaloosa at Heat Pizza Bar, downtown
0: Tuscaloosa at Government Plaza. I've got it on firsthand authority, by the way, that those Peterbrook chocolate covered strawberries are oh. so hot before Valentine's Day uh, that they can't even hardly keep them on the shelves. Uh, so you better grab them fast if there's any yeah. left at all.
1: Uh, it's, it's bread and milk type status you know anytime anytime there's a forecast for a trace of snow in west central alabama you know the bread and milk goes off those shelves at the grocery and uh yeah the, the, these last few days it's kind of been that way but that chocolate lady and i know uh michelle goodbread's been a big help she stepped in and and offered her assistance it's all hands on deck
0: right now over there at peterbrook Chocolatier. here Great stuff, no doubt about it. Get over there for Valentine's Day. All right, uh, moving on the Talking Tide podcast Podbean.com, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and tune in. Talking underscore Tide is the Twitter feed. And Travis, we're going to take a quick look at the schedule that remains uh, for this Alabama basketball team. Now, after this win over Georgia, 12 and 1 in the league play. And uh, they're facing a road trip at Texas A&M coming up this Wednesday. That'll be an 8 p.m. Central Time tip-off. It'll air on the SEC Network. Beyond that, we hope it'll air. They've got the COVID out there at A&M. Yeah, that's right.
1: If you're Nate Oates, Chase, do you mind if that one gets fun, or do you want to keep playing? I mean, you just scored 115, yeah. but, you know, you've had the otherwise you've had a team that at times has looked like it's filling the grind a little bit. Good, Brett. Do you want the break potentially or do you want to play?
0: I, I think if you're Nate Oates, you take that break. I don't think you worry a bit if, if you don't end up going out there. Look, we've seen Alabama teams come down the stretch at this point in the season, 500 in the league desperately needing any win they can come across, they're not in that position right now yeah. at all. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's not a game they need, put it that way.
1: You know, and it's interesting with this league right now, and I don't know if you wanted to go this way or not, but you still can't figure it out once you get past Alabama. Just look at the early game. Look, ten- LSU's a really talented team, but Tennessee was starting to look like, and we saw, by the way, earlier on Saturday, you had the first reveal of the seedings as they are right now in the eyes of the NCA selection committee, Alabama, by the way, number seven, overall seed, a two seed in region one with number one seed Gonzaga is the way it broke down earlier on Saturday, but you had Tennessee up there as a, as a two, I believe, or a three, maybe they were a three, Missouri was a four. And then as Saturday goes along, Alabama looks very impressive in thrashing Georgia But then Tennessee, who, again, was starting to look the part again, goes on the road and loses by 13 to LSU and only Mm -hmm. scores 65 points against an LSU team that doesn't like to play defense at all. At last check, Arkansas was up four on the road on Missouri, Chase. So, you know, it it, it seems like day-to-day almost it changes in terms of who is the biggest threat to Alabama, and really, I guess if you look at Alabama and you win these home games against Vanderbilt and Auburn now coming up, you ought to be in you ought to be in good shape,
0: shouldn't you? I think so. I think so. Uh, beyond the the midweek game this week, that's what they're looking at. It's Vanderbilt, then at Arkansas, then at Mississippi State, then closing things out in the regular season at home against the Auburn Tigers. That final game before the SE tournament will be on March second. That's a Tuesday. Uh, so yeah. And, and
1: Vandy Vandy goes on the road Saturday and thumps Mississippi State and start What was it. that
0: about? Yeah. I mean I, I can't figure I can't figure any of this out, good bread. No. I can't. No, and it doesn't look like Kentucky's going to come around. We've we've seen dominant Kentucky teams. Then, no. sometime, then sometimes you see Kentucky teams that start the year treading a lot of water, but then by this time of the year, Calipari usually has them kind of beaten into shape and, and, and coming around. They're, this one, this team ain't coming around right now.
1: If you're Alabama right now in Arkansas, we assume that if they hold on at Mizzou uh, and go to eight and four in the league, and Alabama's sitting there at twelve and one. What you'd like to do is make that trip to Fayetteville as meaningless as possible in about 12 days, yep. right? You know, if you can get through, uh, well, if you play AM on the road, you get the win there and you're able to kind of get to Arkansas with still just one conference loss, there's a good chance that you don't need the win at Arkansas, even... In a hypothetical scenario, you may not need it in the grand scheme of things, anyway. But uh, I mean, it's it's hard to envision at this point, at twelve and one in the league, Alabama, you know, not getting to the finish line for this first SEC championship in the regular season since two thousand two.
0: Before we get out of here, really quickly, on the football front, a couple of things taping, taking shape schedule wise for Alabama. It looks like the Alabama Pro Day is going to be March twenty third, and we now, Travis, have a date on a day that'll be april 17th at least you know you never say no never with covid but uh greg Byrne, at any rate sounds pretty confident that the a day game with a limited capacity will go off on april 17th which is right when it is typically played right there in that third third week of april yeah and it sounds like it will be a ticketed
1: event because of uh because of covid protocols so that'll be in play but yeah, just good to get some particulars on spring practice after it was a wash uh, a year ago. You know, you remember, you think about it, uh, that thing went right up until when we thought that first practice on that Friday was going to take place before we heard from Alabama officially, you know, that uh, uh, that it wasn't going to happen. So, um, yeah, it's just good to hear particulars about Spring practice and and absolutely, um, you know, getting the A day situation back in play.
0: Pay a few bucks to be a fly on the wall when Nick was told there's not going to be any spring oh, practice for you. Back in, they ball.
1: were drawing straws
0: over there off Bryant <laughs> Drive to see who had to go
1: down there and tell him. Purinton, you go tell him. No, oh, Greg, <laughs> yeah. you go tell him yourself. You think that uh, conversation? Well, you know him better than I do, Jeff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see if we can get Josh to go do it. No, no. <laughs> what they finally did was tell Greg Sankey, "You people call Nick and tell him
0: he ain't practicing." Oh.
1: <laughs> yep. Yep. Nick, uh, this is Greg over in Birmingham. <laughs> we got a problem. <laughs> we did all we did all we could do, and he and he's gone, like when Tommy got whacked. Yeah. Good fellas. They, they and, and then Nick goes, Nick goes, Jimmy Conway on that payphone
0: booth, you know, got it. Got it. Draws that short straw. He says, let's <laughs> go best out of three. <laughs> Make it seven. Uh is going to do it for this edition of the Talking Tide podcast. Hey, but be sure uh, to rejoin us when we come back at you again in a week or so with more on Alabama basketball and Crimson Tide athletics. For Travis Ryer, Alabamaonline.com and Southern Fried Sports Radio, I'm Chase Goodbread of NFL.com and Crimson Cover Television. We'll talk to you next time right here on Talking Tide.